Hey, this is Hannah, and you're tuned into The Morning Show, only on CHMA 106.9 FM in Sackville, New Brunswick, the voice of the marshes. Hello, and welcome to Tanchamar Report on CHMA 106.9 FM and CHMAFM.com. We're broadcasting from Sackville, New Brunswick, the heart of the Maritimes, on the traditional and unceded lands of the Mi'kmaq people. I'm David Gordon-Koch. It's Friday, April 14th. Coming up on today's Tanchamar Report... We've had no feedback. We've had no update. And so that's why um, we're getting more um, vocal and more outspoken. Upgrades to the system of dikes protecting the Chignecto Isthmus may cost an estimated $300 million. The federal government has offered to pay half that amount. But the New Brunswick Minister of, of Infrastructure said last week that that offer isn't good enough. Meanwhile, the mayor of Amherst, whose voice you heard a moment ago, said the provinces should speed up the process before it's too late. We'll have more details coming up shortly, right after today's news and information briefs. Sackville native Matteo Mann has been listed as a draft prospect for the NHL. The 18-year-old hockey player, who is 6'6 and weighs 220 pounds, is described as a big physical right-shot defenseman, also known for being smart on the ice with solid skating abilities, according to a profile published this week on thehockeywriters.com. It states that his contributions in the offensive zone could use some work, but he managed to get a shot on goal every game this past season. He ended up recording 48 shots in 45 games. The profile states that he's got a very good chance of making the top 100 pick in the upcoming NHL draft. He's currently with the Chikudami Saganans in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. A trial is scheduled to begin next week for the two men charged with the murder of Upper K President Jamie Laird. Henry Potty and Sean Patterson are accused of killing Jamie Laird on May 25, 2021, in or around Upper Cape, where the victim lived. The two accused are being tried for first-degree murder. The trial is expected to last about eight weeks. An official with the Department of Justice confirmed the trial by jury is slated to begin on Monday. And an update on a story from last week. The province is providing funds to hire a lawyer for refugee claimants that have been relocated to New Brunswick by the federal government. CHMA previously reported that refugee claimants in New Brunswick can't access the legal aid they need, according to Amnesty International and other groups. Since February, the federal government has transferred more than 150 refugee claimants into New Brunswick, where legal aid support for refugees is practically non-existent, according to the groups. On Thursday, a provincial government spokesperson confirmed that the Moncton-based NB Refugee Clinic will begin receiving money from the province to hire a lawyer until federal funding can be accessed. The spokesperson said, as the lead agency for provincial immigration services, Opportunities New Brunswick is providing emergency funding to support the hiring of a full-time lawyer to assist asylum seekers and refugee claimants. He added that ONB is also providing additional funds to the Multicultural Association of Greater the Greater Moncton Area for one additional resource to help with increased workload associated with the asylum seekers and refugee claimants, many of whom have arrived in New Brunswick during the last few months. And now for our main story. Elected reps from both sides of the provincial border are calling on New Brunswick and Nova Scotia to speed up improvements to the system of dikes which protects the local area from floodwaters. In March of last year, the two provinces released a long-awaited study with three options to deal with sea level rise 
and other effects of global climate change that threaten the Chignecto Isthmus area, that narrow strip of land that connects New Brunswick and Nova Scotia. Two of those options, estimated to cost $190 and $200 million, would involve fortifying or rebuilding some of the current dike system to 10.6 meters in elevation with a water control system across the mouth of the Tantramar River. A third option, estimated at $300 million, would see a longer set of existing dikes topped up and fortified. Here's then Minister of Transportation Jill Green at a media conference announcing the study in March 2022. I know we're committed to moving forward with this project, and, and so is Nova Scotia, and we're going to work away at it as fast as we can. Um, the reality is, though, there are time things that... There, we can't change. And part of that is the assessment process. It takes a significant amount of time and we have to follow the process as is required. And uh, and construction takes a long time. This is, this is a massive project. This is not going to happen overnight. At the time of that media conference, officials told reporters the estimated timeline for the project was 10 years, including a five-year period before construction would even begin. And at the time, neither province could say how the project would be financed, with Minister Green saying she would like to see the feds cover 100% of costs. Now, Federal Minister of Infrastructure Dominique LeBlanc has urged Nova Scotia and New Brunswick to apply for $150 million in funding from Ottawa, according to a report published this month by the Canadian Press News Service. A deadline for funding from the Disaster Mitigation Fund is July 19th. That news prompted leaders from both provinces to say that talks are still ongoing about how the project should be financed. And last week, the New Brunswick Minister of Infrastructure, Jeff Carr, reportedly told a legislative committee that the offer from Ottawa is appreciated, but not good enough. Mayor David Kogan of Amherst says the price of inaction will exceed the cost of any repairs to the dikes. He has described Hurricane Fiona, which struck the Atlantic region last year, as a wake-up call. This week, he met with Daniel Alain, New Brunswick's Minister of Local Government, after previously meeting with Nova Scotia Premier Tim Houston last month. For more on this issue, CHMA caught up with Mayor Kogan, who is also a physician at the Moncton Hospital. He did the interview by Zoom after helping out with surgeries on Thursday. I started by asking him how the meeting with Minister Alain went this week. Very, very well. Um, it's not directly his portfolio, but he has a, has a very strong interest in the threat to the isthmus and was a little bit surprised to hear about what uh, Mr. Bill Casey, our previous MP and now a historian who has a great interest in this area, um, he was interested in in uh, hearing what we're doing and what our concerns are because he, has, he had some of his own. And uh, it, it's uh, the concerns are far reaching. I mean, the economic impact of cutting off the transportation corridor between the two provinces is far reaching and impacts on Nova Scotia more than any other province because it would virtually shut down the port of Halifax if they couldn't get goods through the road and rail system to the rest of Canada. Um, as a municipal leader, my primary focus, and I got involved with this first through Mayor John Hyam when he was the mayor of Sackville, and we realized that there's a major threat to our respective um, urban centers, Sackville and, and Amherst, because 25 to 33% of the town's area are in considered to be in the flood zone via most estimates. So that's where, where our concern is. Um, beyond that, and one of the things that uh, Minister Alain brought up was the, the uh, Acadian history 
in our area needs to be protected. So he was interested in that. He was also concerned that struck him that he didn't know what's been going on for the last umpteen years about the threat to the isthmus. And he raised the concern that why isn't information passing through other government officials, <clears throat> other ministers who are involved in this, why did he not know through government discussion? Made me and Mr. Casey think maybe not much is happening on the New Brunswick side. And New Brunswick is quite honestly has been more the, the lead province from the provincial perspective on getting things moving. The, the, the prediction that the Tanchamar marshes would flood permanently through a rise in sea level will not occur, it's estimated, until around 2100. And that doesn't make it all that urgent. What has become much more of an urgency is the recognition that if we were to have a, a hurricane or a tropical storm at a high tide during a full moon, i.e. another Saxby Gale, then we will get major flood and destruction of Amerson Sackville to a significant degree and loss of life. In 1869, people died from the, from the Saxby Gale's flooding effects. This area is far more populated, far more utilized, and the damage would be, you know, a thousand times worse. So that's put a more of an urgency to this. Cabinet ministers from the current governments acknowledge when they release the study, the current height of the dikes is no longer sufficient because of the effects of climate change. And looking back at that press conference, New Brunswick's Minister of Transportation at the time, Jill Green, said both provinces were committed to making this happen as fast as we can. That's a quote. In your opinion, what explains this apparent lack of urgency on behalf of these provincial governments? Well, quite honestly, they haven't given us much feedback on the current status of the studying that they're doing. So if step one is to study the three options and actually make a determination of which they will pursue, and then doing the necessary um, engineering studies to see just how that will be accomplished. And we know that's a major undertaking, but we've had no feedback. We've had no updates. We've had no um, scheduling other than it'll take up to five years. So we're concerned that they don't have five years. And so what we're trying to do is accelerate the process. And I don't know um, if there's a, a lack of willingness to move or they feel they're moving in the direction as best they can because we've had no feedback. And so that's why I'm, we're getting more um, vocal and more outspoken about the need to move this project along as quickly as feasible. And we all understand, the local municipal leaders, we understand that the, the um, work behind developing the actual mitigation process is significant and will take some time, and we get that. What we're asking is that instead of taking up to five years, can they get it done within a year or two or three, whatever's feasible? We don't know. We just, we don't know. Either. I mean, I'm not an engineer, I'm a doctor, so I don't know what's behind all that. But our goal is to um, push for getting the, the project moving as quickly as is safe and feasible. That was Amherst Mayor David Kogan. And on this side of the border, local Green Party MLA Megan Minton and Tantramar Mayor Andrew Black have also called 
for the two provincial governments to get to work on upgrades to the dike system. In an email statement to CHMA, Mayor Black said news of $150 million in funding from the feds was fantastic, but that delays from the provincial side could cause serious problems. He suggested the provinces could apply for additional help from the Federal Disaster Mitigation and Adaptation Fund. Black added that any delay could result in cost increases. CHMA has reached out to the governments of Nova Scotia and New Brunswick for comment. And that's it for Tantrumar Report for this Friday, April 14th. Thanks to the local donors who support the station and the local journalism initiative for funding local news reporting throughout Canada. Get in touch with CHMA News anytime at news at chmafm.com. I'm Dave Gordon-Koch. Thanks for listening. You're listening to CHMA 106.9 FM. You're in Sackville, New Brunswick, the voice of the marshes. And now the weather. Today, sunny. Wind becoming southwest 20 kilometers an hour, gusting to 40 this afternoon. High of 16, except 10 along parts of the coast. UV index 7 or high. Tonight, clear, becoming partly cloudy overnight. Wind southwest 20 kilometers an hour, gusting to 40, becoming northwest 20, gusting to 40 overnight. Low of 8. Tomorrow, a mix of sun and cloud. Wind northwest, 20 kilometers an hour, gusting to 40, becoming light in the afternoon. High of 13, UV index 7 or high. Tomorrow night, cloudy periods, low plus 2. Saturday, a mix of sun and cloud, high of 9. Saturday night, clear, low minus 3. April is Poetry Month. Get started early on writing your entry to this year's poetry contest as the deadline is Sunday, April 16th. Poems can be as long or short as you like and must be written by residents of the Tantramar region. The winning poets will receive a fantastic Tantramar prize package. Visit sackville.com programs to see a list of age categories and to download the submission form. Then submit your poem and form to Deanna Cadman at d.cadman at sackville.com or drop your poem off at Town Hall in Sackville. Sappy Fest 18 will be taking place this year in Sackville between August 4th and August 6th. Early bird weekend passes are now on sale. Limited quantities are available, so get them while you can. Sappy Fest is also excited to launch the sale of a special limited edition Sappy Fest print by Matt Horseman taken at Sappy Fest 17. Prints can be purchased on their own or as a ticket add-on. For full details on early bird passes, prints, and important event info, visit sappyfest.com tickets. On weekdays at 1 p.m., Democracy Now! produces a daily global independent news hour hosted by award-winning journalists Amy Goodman and Juan Gonzalez. 
Tune in to listen to a diversity of voices speaking for themselves, providing a unique and sometimes provocative perspective on global events. Mother's with child, everything is fragile. Last few bucks now, up for eviction. A blessing sent to them, can a miracle be fiction? Forty years later, sketching stories like a witness. The storm is in the past, now we sit and just reflect. I love this man so much, I have the greatest of respect. Pops, father, dad, I just like calling you my friend.
since recollected all the time. I've been trying so hard to decide. My fate ain't quite my fate if it's by myself. The Sackville Farmer's Market is currently at its winter location in the Sackville Commons, which is the long red building at 18 Lawrence Street. Stop by every Saturday from 9am to 12pm to enjoy some delicious international foods and visit the many amazing local artisans and producers. The market will soon return to its outdoor location in Bill Johnson Park on Saturday, May 6th. For a detailed listing of the vendors, or if you'd like to become a vendor, visit the Sackville Farmers Market Facebook page or call 506-536-7378. Okay, okay, he's got my number and you can't, you can't, won't me, baby, here I am, either you make the time. Or just forget me